everybody. Welcome to the Kame House Party. I'm Vince. I'm Aaron. And this is the podcast where we watch every episode and iteration of Dragon Ball. Then we come to the podcast to talk about it in a fun and comedic way. Uh, we throw in a little bit of improv, a little bit of us, a whole lot of Dragon Ball, and just a pinch of love uh, to make sure that you have the best audio experience you possibly have on this podcast. Um, and before we get into the episode proper, which I know you're all dying to hear, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Ooh, welcome. This is a wipe your feet household. You can leave mm-hmm. all your shoes on, but just take them off to wipe yeah. your feet. It's okay. Just clean. We like it clean. Yeah, we're very, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> From the mouth of babes. Um <laughs> And uh, uh, we're going to do something we like to call Kame Housekeeping. we got to get some things in order before we start the episode proper. And the first item of Kame Housekeeping is the One Minute Roundup. Ah, spooky skeleton. Oh, no! This newfangled haunted house is delivering on all fronts. Uh, I mean, we played two bits. We got in the little trolley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're just showing me my worst fears come to life. I mean, first the spooky skeleton, and now, mm-hmm. oh, bats! Ugh, ah! The rabid! Oh, boy. Everybody Ugh. knows cowboys hates skeletons yep. and bats. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder what could be around this corner. Uh, a snake. Oh! In, 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 a, in boot. a boot! There's a snake in a boot! <laughs> Terrifying Ugh. effect for a cowboy Ugh. such as ourselves. Ugh. I don't know why we did this to ourselves. Hold me closer. Oh, I'll hold you as long All as right. you hold me. All right. Here we go. A, a double hold. All right. I think we're nearing uh, the end. There uh, couldn't yeah. be anything scarier than I what we've already at seen. the end of the tunnel. All right. Let's walk out uh, into it. Step one, to one two. Yep. Get out of the trolley and get, step. Yeah, we're just going to get out of the trolley. Oh! Ah! One of those mummies I've heard so much about. <laughs> uh, well, end scene. End scene. Um, yeah, so if you're new to the podcast, you're like, what the heck was that? It's uh, like, that is... cow- cowboys aren't scared of mummies. You guys got it wrong. <laughs> if we did get it wrong, you could write to us at comedyhousepartypod at gmail.com. But yeah, for our new, our new listeners, we're like, that was that's that's what a one minute roundup is. Hold on, wait a minute. Um, let me put some info in it because the one minute roundup we do a short improvised western scene to warm up our improv muscles. Uh, when one of us breaks or laughs in the scene, that's when it ends. But the one minute roundup itself is when one of us has one minute to summarize everything that has happened in the hundred plus episodes of Dragon Ball up until this point. And today it's Aaron's turn. So he has one minute to describe everything that has happened in this show uh, to this point. I think I've said that a bunch of times now. So, Aaron, whenever you're ready, take it away. I will take it away in three, two, one. Dragon Ball is about seven magic balls. If you collect them all, you get any wish you want. And it stars Goku, a little monkey boy, and maybe his friend Bulma. Uh, in their first adventure together, they met a bunch of people, but mainly stopped Emperor Pilaf, who wanted to take over the world using Dragon Balls, but he stopped them. Then he trained with Master Roshi and Krillin uh, to get into a tournament, which he got second place in. Uh, 
which he lost to Master Roshi. Oh, no. Uh, then after getting second place, he's like, I'm going to explore and maybe find that one Dragon Ball that's a favorite of mine. And in doing so, he defeated the militia of the Red Ribbon Army. He beat up an army. And then he just, like, trained some more for three years. He fought his dead grandfather, which was sweeter than it sounds. Um, then he... Uh, yeah, he trained for a couple years and then he entered another tournament and he got second place again, this time to a Triclops. And then Krillin died and then the person who killed him was King Piccolo, who's a dick and going to take over the world. And he kind of did already. And Goku tried to beat him, but he couldn't. So now he's trying to get some water. Hey. All right. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> if you are uh, a habitual listener to this podcast or a... Get a- help. What are you doing? We're concerned about you. Yeah, we. This is actually an intervention, and um, if you just turn around, there's somebody there that will escort you to <laughs> yeah. a facility to help you overcome this habitual. Can you agree the right now to stop listening to this podcast? Oh, you can't. Okay. That's okay, fine. fine. We we'll, we tried, Aaron. We'll we, keep we, going. We, we really right. tried. We did our best. We'll, yeah. We'd rather you be listening to us habitually than I don't know Joe Rogan. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> We do that one minute. We do that one minute roundup, uh, so you don't have to go back and watch every episode of Dragon Ball that we've watched or listen to every podcast that we've done. But if you're like Aaron's description had some vagaries, I understand that there's a Goku, there's a Bulma, there's some fighting, there's a Red Ribbon Army, and if you want to revisit those things, we encourage you strongly to go back and listen to our old episodes. We've got some really spectacular content up there, um, and then. We're just going to move right along into the second piece of Kame Housekeeping, where I tell you uh, that Aaron and I, we watched two different versions of the show, started off as a mistake, we kept on doing it. I watched the English dubbed version, while Aaron watches the Japanese language English subtitled version. We do that uh, partially because of a mistake long, long ago that we never corrected, like traditions. And um, (laughs) secondly, because there are a lot of things that are changed for the Western audience versus the Eastern audience or lost in translation. I put that in Aaron quotes because there's also a film. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm doing Um, that uh, are at points, comical at points, disturbing at points, interesting. And uh, we want to make sure that those get highlighted. So the first difference in our episodes is usually the title. So um, Aaron, how are you feeling about your title, and would you like to go first? You have you uh, you guessed correctly on the coin toss, so you have the option to receive okay. or defer. Ooh, um, I'll receive, which I'm assuming means go first. Uh, I didn't establish that, but yes. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll receive that invitation, and here's the kickoff, and here's the title for episode 115 of Dragon Ball. Get the mysterious, super sacred water. Okay. Okay. Uh, You gotta get that that mysterious, super sacred sacred water. water. You gotta get that mysterious, mysterious, super sacred sacred water. That's a tongue twister, my Mm, sir. That's a good vocal warm up. Mm, Yeah. Uh, All you you singers out there, take note. Take note. Well, I take totes and move, move, move. Okay. Um, What's your title? For Man. my title of the English dubbed version of the 115th episode of Dragon Ball, Awaken Darkness. 
Dun 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 Skid of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nearly my, missing a dog. Is the nearly, dog's fine, don't worry. Nearly missing a dog, but sticking it to the man. <laughs> yeah, well, both middle fingers are out. Oh, of course. At the same time. My hands aren't on the wheel. <laughs> They're out the windows giving middle fingers. <laughs> I'm driving with my, you know. Knees. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say it, because again, this is the Christian podcast. <laughs> This is the Kame House, Kame House of God party. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we've got an exciting episode to talk about today. The 150th episode of Dragon Ball picks up right where the last one left off. King Piccolo has uh, set up shop in King Furry's castle in King Castle. Um, mm-hmm. Goku and Yajirobe have made it to the top of Korin Tower. Korin it, told Goku about the secret. Div- super secret divine water um and now we're, we're diving right in with um a cooking competition <laughs> yes the great kind of it's the great king castle bake-off and it, it's piano hollywood piano, piano hollywood <laughs> and king piccolo berry <laughs> are, are tasking the uh the servants of king castle or the the chefs i should say they're servants now but they were just chefs uh, with making a grand meal for King Pickle after he wakes up for, from his little nap. Uh, yes. Piano inspects the food. More like Piano Ramsey towards the end of this. He does turn into a Piano Ramsey because he, he look, you, you see this decadent spread. It is lobster everything. Lobster everything. Oh, everyone's just soaked in a rich sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, paprika is flowing. <laughs> Because I would be, I would love this meal, but Piano finds it disgusting, and King Piccolo wouldn't be caught dead eating it. So he mm-hmm. pulls the curtain out from under the food, making a massive mess. Um, and then Aaron, this is where I, I really wanted to talk about. Um, yes, yes, yes. What may what Piano's new menu may have looked like? Because Piano demands a new menu for King Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aaron, do you want to start with your items? I don't know. I, I did. I I excitedly paused the episode. Yes. And we had to rewind several times to get all these good, good ingredients. Yes, yes, yes. So right. uh, go ahead. Start. Uh, item one. Newt Minaray. Okay. Munaray. Uh, I, I think it's, it's French. I think it's manure. Okay. <laughs> That's what I heard in mind. Keep going. Oh, are you? Are these exact? That's why I just checked that one off because it did match. Okay, fried intestines. Okay, that's different. Weasel moose. Okay, that's different. Di- dinosaur tongue. Ooh, that checks. Okay, and brain pudding. Ooh, bingo! <laughs> hey, three out of five. Uh, yeah. So mine, bad. mine, and so. Uh, okay, go for it. It's a uh, newt manure. Deep, okay. deep fried eyes, fresh, right. fresh moose pie with dinosaur tongue, and of course, you couldn't have a feast without brain pudding. Kids don't know what intestines or weasels are. We gotta change it up. Yeah, I, I feel like those were, I think, more disgusting, like weasel pie instead of moose pie. 
I don't know if they're going for a a, a, a a scatological joke. If moose pie is like a cow pie, you know Maybe. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> he only wants the poo poo and the pee pee. A <laughs> hundred plates of each, please. Yeah, it was a uh, hundred. Uh, well, for me, for some reason, it was a hundred and eleven of each. Jiminy Christmas, <laughs> American dubbed. Why are we trying to one up <laughs> our brethren across the ocean? I don't get it. I, in this, in a very slight way, it, it makes no sense. Why would anybody ask for 111 of anything? Is that numerology? Maybe it is. Mm. One of the writers was, or the translators, was a secret numerologist. Yeah, it needs to be 111 because you see, that's one of the sacred numbers. And uh, Tony, five dishes divided. Mm-hmm. Tony, can yeah. I stop? Can I stop you right there? Can I stop you right uh, there? We've been uh, trying. You can stop me in three. Two, okay. one. Okay, now's the perfect time to stop. Well, let me guess. Was that 111 seconds of you talking? Mm, maybe. <laughs> okay, look. I mean, uh, I'm no numerologist, but... Uh, look, we know about your previous career, all right? Mm-hmm. We, you said it would, not in, it would not affect your work, and we've been but, trying to get this episode out the door for weeks now. So, uh, Look, light writing is life experience, and you knew I was 30 years working the boardwalk. Yes, as a soothsayer, numerologist, astrologist. Yes. I mean, you're a Sagittarius, so this makes sense that you're uh, a non-believer and a little okay. perturbed by this. No, no, I, I'm not. What's your moon sign? What? It's a waxing crescent. Did you ask for my moon sign? Yeah, I did. Yeah, a waxing crescent. Oh, okay. All right. Well, ooh, that's unexpected. All right, better. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. You seem to get very distracted and hung up on, on those kind of things when we just need you to translate it roughly verbatim okay like uh where it says uh deep fried intestines mm-hmm. i think the american audience would find that a little too gross so let's go with something like deep fried eyes you wrote that that's great um mm-hmm. three fr- letter you know i it's are, are you serious the number of syllables oh flows a bit better oh so for my taste all right um, for the spell tony tony mm-hmm. did you just say spell yeah you know spelling audible wink <laughs> Tony, I'm going to take a lunch, and by the time I get back, your desk should be cleared out. Can you take a long lunch? Say, 111 minute long? Tony, if you weren't my brother-in-law, <laughs> I'd slap you across the face. Uh, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. It's going to take a long time. Well, see you at Christmas tomorrow. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hey, Happy New Year. You know, what's interesting about Christmas is that it's on the 12th. And scene. <laughs> Ooh, familiar trouble. Oh, man. Tis the season. Am I oh, right? Oh, we've all got those relatives, right? Am I right? <laughs> that that work on anime but are also numerologists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic, classic story that everybody can uh, get behind. BuzzFeed made 20 comics about it because that's how relatable that is. <laughs> Is that is that the ultimate relatability when BuzzFeed makes a list about it? Mm-hmm. So we'll know when we've made it as uh, anime fans when it's like uh, 10 Gokus you you are or aren't. Yeah. <laughs> the absent father Goku. That's number 10. <laughs> Which Dragon Ball character is your zaddy? <laughs> is your zaddy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm Dragon I'm Ball using- characters that make you say yeet. <laughs> I'm using words that I heard the young people use and hope it's for comedic effect. Which Dragon Ball character should be in Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Look, if they put a fusion dance in Fortnite, oh man, man I, I still might play. play. I might play nope. it. I might play it if it if they put a fusion dance in there. If you could actually fuse, yes, they should do that for go. Destiny. And then they get and then they get sued again. And then they get sued by Alfonso Rivera, who uh, yeah. coined the fusion dance. It's in the credits if you look. Mm-hmm. In the credits of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> um. But so let's, let's get back to Corrin Tower. <laughs> yeah, 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 because we get a cut to Corrin Tower. Corrin does a lot of talking in this episode, which I'm fine with, because um, I, I love to hear his voice. Um, There's a lot of exposition he's got to get through. For good reason, too. It's a, this is a complicated task. This is, uh, well, I mean, the basic setup is that, yes, there is super sacred water or super divine water, mm-hmm. which is the best drag name ever. And Goku's got to get to it. So tell me your version of what he's got to do. So to get to the ultra divine water, Goku has to travel far north to an ice maze. He has Mm -hmm. to find the water in this ice maze and then bring it back and drink it. And there are a bunch of like dangerous things along the way. Korin, before Goku goes off, he says, oh, and one more thing. Watch out for darkness because... Darkness will try to block your path and uh, is devious and will try to deceive you. So that that's pretty much all I got. Wow, he went kind of deep into the darkness. Uh, so pretty much the same. Uh, labyrinth instead of a maze. Okay, of course, of course. Yeah, yep, because, you know, we're dumb Americans. Yeah, we like mazes. Here's, here's... Like hedges. <laughs> we like the back of a children's menu. <laughs> Or the front, if you're at an Applebee's. Boom! Suck it, Applebee's. I solved your riddle, now give me my apps thrice. (laughs) Yeah, it's three three for one app special on Wednesday nights at 10 at Applebee's. If I got discounts on food for solving various puzzles, I mean, call me a puzzle master. (laughs) Because I'll get those puzzles done. That would be one heck of a trivia night. It's a puzzle party at a restaurant. You come in, you pick your puzzle. That determines what entree you get once you finish mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if you don't finish it, I guess you don't eat. Don't weird. eat. Get you. You have you have twenty minutes to finish this puzzle, or your table's gone. You got to try it all over again. Rubik's restaurant. Oh, Rubik's restaurant. God, yeah, we got business ideas left and right. Yeah, and if anybody steals them, we'll send Alfonso Rivero to sue your ass. Yeah. Well, Corin is telling the story. We see some blue-haired dude going through this ice maze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As sort of, I don't know if this is what actually happened or if this is what someone is imagining in their mind. There is just a random blue-haired anime boy who is slowly aging until he dies with like a full beard and those castaway shorts that used to be pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what happens when you're walking through an ice maze is your pants deteriorate into shorts. Uh, They're just so threadbare. (laughs) I've had some pants experience. Uh, The legs aren't the first thing to go. No. It's that middle part. It's the gusset. It's it's the most vital part of the pants. The part of the pants we all need. To hide our shames. Our various shames. We've all got them. They're all different, but we've two all got three shames. Two, two to three shames. Front, middle, back. Pussy and crack. Oh, oh. Oh, no. There's a Christian podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, you forgot. 
Uh, bleep that out. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it would be fun if I just bleep out all the cusses for this episode. Do you want to do that? <sighs> I mean, we haven't cussed that much. No, we haven't. So, Crack's uh, not a dirty word. Crack is not a dirty word. So my question is, does the labyrinth or maze age you? Mm. Or did he just stay there that long to where he had a gigantic beard? I, we're both we're both beard boys. We are both bearded boys. I would dare say a couple years to get that length. Yes, for me, yeah, a year. Uh, I think a year, a year to get here, and then yeah. it's been years to maintain it and to uh, perfect the shape of it. Still, now I'm now I'm into the beard oil phase to try to. Oh no! Perfect it even further, trying to put some ultra divine water on my face to get my beard right. And I did have to go into a maze of finding it on the internet and making sure it wasn't like stupid fake oil or CBD oil that I don't need on my face. Um, The the maze of forums and comment sections. (laughs) Yes, the maze of comment sections. Um, But in my version of the show, that scene was like, had some Corin VO talking about how people get lost in the maze and never come out, never come out, never come out. So I think it was just, he was there for so long. How I mean, I have several questions about that, but there's also a show about wishing dragons and flying clouds. Yes, so let's let's <laughs> let's keep it at also, arm's distance. Just so you know, uh, this cartoon showed us a man dying slowly. <laughs> to put it in perspective. <laughs> to put it in perspective, yeah, uh, it's n- it's not your grandpa's Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, this is some si- this is it's getting closer to Z. Like, uh, we need to show more people dying so everyone gets prepped. For the episode one farmer murder. <laughs> That's going to happen. Oh, I can't wait to talk about... I really cannot wait to talk about that. Oh, it's so close. Oh, I know you're all excited. It's going to be so good. But we got to deal with Yadirobi like a sensible adult not wanting to go into a maze, a murder maze. Love, I'm loving Yadirobi at this moment just for this scene. <laughs> I don't know why Goku thinks Yajirobe's just going to do all this stuff with him anyway. Like, Goku yeah, he, turns to Yajirobe after getting all of this information, knowing that it's a fool's errand and death is imminent. And he's going, so Yajirobe, you coming with me? No, thanks. I got to take a shit in mine. At the very end of the scene, he's like, he just walks away. He's like, I need a toilet. See, that makes more sense than than, than mine. Because Ooh. we had just we had just seen Yajirobe eat Almost an entire bag of sensu beans. Yeah. Stuff to the gills. Stuff to the gills, to the brim. And in mine, as he's as he walks away, he goes, I need to get some more food. I'm like, okay. Physically so impossible. I, he, they sanitize this for the American audience. He does get that way after he goes to the bathroom. Ah. He's like, uh, wondering where food is. And then he's like, wondering if that, quote, Wonder if that old geezer of a cat is hiding midnight snacks. So first of all, good rhyme. Second, that's, a, that's a great rhyme. Like, what is? Did he poop the beans out? He did. He throw up the beans. I'm imagining a South Park like scenario Mm-mm-mm. in Curious. which, yeah, where he is spiraling up on a Randy Marsh style <laughs> hundred Keurigs turd. He pooped it out, or he's insatiable. Yeah, or Yajirobe's true power lies in his stomach. But those beans were alive the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But they aren't. We've seen them in work, like, unless they're like placebos. They're cut with garbanzo. Yeah, the beans he had weren't fresh. Yeah, they those beans were stepped on. <laughs> Was this a black bean? Kid, are you trying to scare me? What are you talking about? My stuff is pure, 100%. Hold on, let me stick a little knife in it. I'm yeah. going to rub it against my gums. Try it. Let's see. Fool for one day, two day. Two and a half. Wait a minute, bud. I'm only full for two and a half days. Ah, uh, come I'm, on. It's it's not me. It's my supplier. I didn't do anything uh, wrong. I'm well, just I, a pretty little kitty cat. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, you used that trick before where you rubbed up against my leg. I thought you were my friend, but actually you were just marking me as your territory. Sorry. <clears throat> Lost my voice there for a second. Eh, it's okay. <clears throat> I was purring. Get out. Hey, you're getting well, your white... Uh, your accent's so good, I'm picking it up. <laughs> Look, I'll buy, I'll buy these because I'm a desperate and also addicted. <laughs> Just I like the knew, podcast. I knew you would. I always knew you would. But I'm not going to pay full price. All right. Or I'm going to need something else on the side, audible wink. All right, fine. Take this. A, uh, a thimble of divine water. Ooh. Wait a minute. Oh, come this on. Just, this, is just regular, this is regular water that you give to those schmucks you train. Yeah, Jerobi, look, would I ever do you wrong? You have twice today in ah, the past two minutes. I forgot. I'm a fastidious <laughs> cat. Yeah, you are just a cat. Anyway. I should, stop, I should probably stop buying drug beans for my cat. And see. Hey, just say no. Just say no to Corin. If you are buying drugs off your cat, that is... I, I can't think of a more rock bottom rock bottom. Besides the rocks. Except the rocks rock yeah. bottom. Well, unless the rock does a rock bottom on you whilst you're buying drugs off your cat. No, here we go. Aaron, I just got it. Okay, all the, right. The absolute bottom. Everyone, everyone back up. Everybody back everyone, up. Everybody back, give them room. Give them room. Everybody back the fuck up. All right, so you hit rock bottom. When you try to smoke a crack rock while the rock is doing a rock bottom on top of you while doing whilst on a pile of crack rocks. That's crack rock bottom. And the rock starring Sean Connery is playing. That uh, yes, of course. It's playing on a giant screen TV that the crack is being that you're being rock bottom into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty rock bottom. That's pretty rock bottom. If you smell what we're cooking. Beans? So yeah, Jerobi. He looks at these jars. He starts rummaging through. First of all, you're a guest. Please don't. Uh, the, the jar is very cold. He wonders if there's ice cream in it. And once you know, he uh, falls in. Because that, my good boy, is uh, the portal to the ice labyrinth. Yes. Why Corin have this? Uh, why Corin have this? Because Corin Besides has, plot Corin has jars to many different places, I'm assuming. I mean, again, because this is a Christian podcast, Jars of Clay. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. I'm going to excommunicate myself oh, on this podcast. That is devilish. Devilish that was. But, you know, he's a, he's a martial arts, knowing, staff-wielding... Bean-having. Bean-having, tower-living cat. So he, Man, it'd be weird if he didn't have a jar portal. He's got a lot of eclectic hobbies. Mm-hmm. 
He's just still finding. He's trying to find. He's just, I'm still trying stuff out. I haven't quite found my passion yet. <sighs> sure, trading karate people pays the bills, but. It's really about my jar collection. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really into portals now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking with them. <laughs> I'm playing it two-player co-op. Uh, Vince approves that. <laughs> then, you know, Korn is explaining everything to Goku, showing him the same jar that Yajirobe fell into. Uh, Goku goes down there. Uh, I love this part. I really did like this. Um, Korin pretty much drops Goku off and says, come back here and I'll be able to pull you up out of there. Korin just like cleans himself, gives himself a quick bath, and then like yep. goes to lie down, pops his head up and goes, where's Yajirobe? And then, he, then his line is, Yoo-hoo, Yajirobe, I've got some fudge. What? <laughs> to try to get Why? Yajirobe out of hiding. He says, I've got some fudge. Some fudge. That fat fuck wants it. That'll bring him out. <laughs> so Goku, he's in the maze. Work. The ice maze. He's walking along. We keep passing by these weird ice-shaped crosses. I had questions we, about these ice crosses. Well, they get explained they later. They do get explained later. So we'll, yeah, so hold those questions. But they, you know, he finds Yajirobe. Yajirobe's like, I don't want to be here. Uh, I want to leave. And so they head back to the exit, but mm-mm-mm. they're lost now. But? I mean, they are lost. In frustration, I think. Or just to try and find a way out, Yajirobe kicks one of the crosses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and guess what it is, bud? Ooh, it's a dead man. <laughs> it's, it is a very frozen uh, Viking yes. type person, I'd yes. say. An ancient warrior, I think, is mm-hmm. probably what they're trying to get at. So now knowing what these weird crosses are, that they're not symbols of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, that they are just frozen men. My question initially is like, why why did they freeze in that p- specific position, right? T posing. What? Why did they freeze in a T pose? Yeah. Why were they? Was there a, a glitch? <laughs> is there a glitch in the <laughs> matrix? <laughs> like, is that the true curse of the ice maze? You spend if, enough time there, you either get super old and die, or you T pose and freeze to death. Yeah. If you, it's maybe that's if you make that body position you instantly freeze do not t-pose in the maze do not t-pose in the maze you will get frozen instantly Mm. i don't i don't care who you're trying to assert dominance over it could be the darkness himself could be the darkness himself oh he probably he's like oh no a human warrior i hope they don't t-pose on me that's my one weakness audible wink (gasps) i mean we we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the darkness in a little bit right after yajirobe Kicks over that um, frozen Viking. Uh, the there's a fissure in the ice. The ice collapses. A perfect representation. The ice collapses, mm-hmm. and then a giant ice creature emerges from the path. Yeah, what? This show's fucking goofy, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was assuming they would fight something. But now, not an ice monster that's attack is to just blizzard you to death? It, it seems undragon ball like. I guess is my big thing. Like this whole bit here seems way out of left field. It, it feels too fantastical. 
Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is a fantastic world. It's a very fantastic world, but it... it Both definitions of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems, like, somehow not part of that in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, I can't quit it, put... Yeah, I can't put my paws on it, but... Uh, it could be that's the the special aspect of this realm, you know, of the of the um, labyrinth. You know what it is, man? It's a water level. Oh, jeez. No one likes them. Mm-hmm. They put them in there. They're real weird, and there's, like, a bunch of explaining that has to go in. in like it's later a water games, level. Yeah, in later games, you know how, like, it seems like there's way more explanation. Like, up, oh, it's flooded. I guess you got to use this uh, this gillyweed, and I'm mixing <laughs> things up. But, like, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. It's a thing that's just there. Um, we all look. We all just got to get through this. The ending of this episode is really good, and when we get to that, it's we're all oh, gonna yeah, be yeah, super yeah. excited. But right now, I'm like eh, on this bit. And I think Aaron, this is a perfect time because the show also does this. But this is a perfect time to cut to a commercial. <laughs> You have a very... Hey, man, I'm trying to talk to you, but you have this giant force field around you. What? Aaron, Aaron, come on, man. What are you doing? Hmm? Can't can't you see I'm trying to power up right now? I mean, your hair has gone blonde. Yeah. Is not going to say anything? Well, uh, you could say, Vince, it brings out your eyes. Also, you look powerful as hell. Look, (laughs) I'm projecting my own insecurities onto you. I'm sorry. You're right. I mean, Aaron, I, it's fine. And I, I get why this could be, you know, a bit jarring to see me powering up like this yeah. in a public setting. And I'm sorry, but I can't contain my excitement anymore because the Dragon Ball movie, Dragon Ball Super Broly, is so close. It's the Ooh. eighth. I see it on the horizon. You can see it on the horizon, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to, when I get to the theater, I want to be at the right power level just in case... Goku needs my help. I got a few spoilers for for us and our audience. <gasps> so if you don't want to hear it, plug uh, too bad. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> I heard that if your power level is high enough, uh, there's some guess as to it's over if it's over a certain four digit number. Right. Midway through the movie, Goku takes his hand from the screen, uh, is no longer a movie. Drags you in like the music video for Aha's Take On Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you got to fight Broly. And that's what I heard. I heard that too. So I'm trying to train and power up. So if you don't mind, Aaron. Spoiler, you win if you do that. You're going to win. I, I need to win because uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly is coming out January 16th. And I'm going to power up so I could get into the movie. And then we can talk about it on yeah. our next episode. The episode after that. So, I'm gonna yeah. So two episodes from now, we'll be talking about uh, not Dragon Ball, but Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Super. Super Broly, and uh, we want you to come along for that ride. But uh, in so, the yeah, meantime, be, so as a cautionary tale, one, start powering up. Yeah, I'm gonna power up the Yajirobe way and eat a bunch of beans. <laughs> Aaron, I not the which green- I call it Tuesday. <laughs> You're saying. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but then I realized you've got it under control. <laughs> Just like I've got the Super Saiyan One power under control, yeah. and now I got to push for Super Saiyan Two, Aaron. So I'm gonna ask you to take a step back. All right, I'm taking several steps back. Okay, because here I go. 
And now you out there, be sure to watch the movie so you're prepared to listen in on our fun discussion. Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh, no. Vince. Oh, no. Go, go back to the show. Come to the show. To the show. <laughs> well, now that we're all cleaned up, we can uh, continue with the episode. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. Sorry about all that. But uh, no, we're back. We're back uh, doing the episode. And um, yeah, I, nothing weird happened. Nothing <laughs> weird happened. And Vince did not change his pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we did get attacked by this ice monster who power is just blowing wind. Yeah. He's using Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzara. Blizzara. <laughs> he leveled up his materia. Okay. Okay. I was thinking Articuno's attack Blizzard, but... Oh, I mean, that would make more sense. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Showing the age differences. Uh, Yajirobe and Goku both attack in their own special way. Yajirobe yells out, prepare to die and be eaten. He's going to Cut- eat that thing? I mean, you put a little syrup, cherry-flavored syrup on that bad boy. Hey, you got a snow cone going. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like, yeah, I was like, what do you think he's made of, dude? <laughs> He's made of ice cream, clearly. He's got a fudge center. I heard fudge somewhere. <laughs> I assume it's in this. <laughs> I heard I heard fudge somewhere. Off in the distance. <laughs> As the, if from in above. the great blue yonder. I heard <laughs> fudge. It must be there. <laughs> I mean, he's he's dumb enough to drive cross country for food. Yeah. That he could just get anywhere, but so maybe. Perhaps. Yeah, we're not putting it past him. Um, but Yajirobe's attack, uh, it seems like he's he's got this one in the bag, uh, but of course, it's not that easy. The, cre- the ice creature regenerates himself, so Goku gives it a try, using his fists of Goku Fury. Uh, again, couldn't, couldn't do nothing to that monster. He was uh, not... Not even the Kamehameha is enough to... I mean, it blows him up, but he just comes right back up. comes right back, though. comes right back. But uh, that Kamehameha did awaken Mm. something else. Deep in the depth of the ice, in a place with very little light, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a... (laughs) My synonyms are leaving me at the moment. (laughs) It's a dark place, okay? It's a, it's a very dark, icy-looking place. <laughs> it's the darkness, all right? It's the, it's the darkness. And um, did your version of the darkness have a little speech? Um, A little bit. The main talking point at this here is I think he just says, Who awakens me? I liked the speech, and I ended up writing it down. All right. He so um, this is... The this is the darkness, capital so, D darkness. So speaking. for que- so for context, because mm-hmm. we do take a hot second to like we travel all the way down. We go through some dark caves, some was this just like the icy Philip- caverns. Is his speech just him filling up time? Pretty much. So that so the kids don't get bored by so the, seeing a bunch of shots. Yeah, because the American kids they don't want to just look at scenery because it's it's it starts. To, who dares wake me from my cold slumber? It is human. It will suffer. 
They will all suffer who trespass on my domain. Then he just does a deep growl like. Well, he went back to sleep. That's his. Yeah, that was him falling asleep. (laughs) Five more minutes. Then I'll murder you all. Once I unhook my CPAP machine. I drink a full glass of water and have a peppermint. That's They say that helps you to wake up. It shocks the system. I just yawned. Karen wants me to use these essential peppermint oils, but I'm like, no, I'm not falling for that. It's just a scare. It's a pyramid scheme. But I want to be supportive. What do I do? That's why I'm calling you Chris Gethard. <laughs> you still oh you hung up. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Holy mackerel. <laughs> you hung up. <laughs> uh that's that got deeper and deeper as far as cuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it I think our brand Aaron is we go as deep with the cuts as we can. Until all that is left is you and I laughing because we are the only two that know. Hitting the bone of comedy. Mm-hmm. Getting down to the marrow of comedy. <laughs> Boiling it and serving it for $23 at Radagast. Yeah, yeah I'm, com- I'm coming at German beer halls now. Uh, Goku and Yajirobe take off running once they realize... Conventional methods will not beat this ice creature. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out Yajirobe is a not only a um, foodie, but a, a thief. <laughs> because as he's running, he's <laughs> just dropping beans. I hate these beans. Let me take all of them. Yeah. He hated them and then steals them. He's like that house guest that comes over and you offer like a snack a billion times. They say no. You wake up in the middle of the night and that bag of chips you offer them is empty. You're like, Ooh, that sounds personal. <laughs> That's like, you're like, motherfucker, why did you... Uh, you can bleep that out. Why? <laughs> why did you not eat them then, but wait till the nighttime when you thought yeah, I wouldn't be... Because well, I, I want wouldn't them find now. you. Caught you. Is there a worse feeling, there is, uh, <laughs> than going to get food you think you have Ooh. and then it not being there? Child, please. <laughs> it, is, it is like, it is a sinking feeling. Oh, it is... So disheartening, especially if you're like coming home from something and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I've got um, let's just, for example, I, I've got salt and vinegar chips waiting at home for me. And that's all I want. It's 11. I'm going to crush this bag of chips. And I didn't home. take these chips, Vince. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. There was chip dust all over your fingers. Wait. Oh, there is. Mm. See? But I didn't take them. That's a different chipsident. Chipsident? Yeah, I can portmanteau my way through this Law thing. and order, chip VU. <laughs> we got, Christ, we got another chipsident. Crumbs hey. all over the fucking place. Bleep that out. Hey, man, I don't want to ruffle your feathers. Get it? It's me, Ice-T. I'm still on this show. <laughs> well, what else would you do? I don't Rap. know. I could produce more music. Uh, right. I could do more VO. Uh, I could, I don't know, retire. 
and just smoke right. cigars all the time, or the, I could start fair. a I could start a puppy farm where I I get puppies and they live on my farm, and then I serve them iced tea to drink because it's hot. I'm really out. regretting being so glib with you on this. Hey, look. look. I think I, I pretty much got tenure on this show. I can say whatever I want. They don't even give me a script. <laughs> well, look, there's Pringles cans all over the place. They're empty. We got 12 bodies. Uh-uh-uh. Cheeto dust everywhere. Look, man, I don't do pop. Uh, and I love cheat hoes. <laughs> uh, you are the thing keeping this show afloat somehow. <laughs> and they are... The other guys. <laughs> uh, end scene. Because end scene. I don't know what we were doing anymore. Oh, it was Ice-T vamping on uh, Chip VU and just doing chip puns. Because that's all he does on Law & Order is he just does like murder puns. <sighs> okay, look. Yadrobi stole beans. Then he became a sled. Yes. Then there's a five-minute sequence. Oh. Of a cool of cool runnings. So there, it's it's Yajirobe Sanka. It's just Yajirobe getting hurt. Yes, it, it's bad. <laughs> I felt really He's, bad for Yajirobe. Imagine that is a, like I, that is an ice burn. Imagine sliding down ice at I dare say thirty-ish miles an hour. I don't know how fast the bobsled is. Certainly as fast as that. Mm-hmm. I With would say Yajirobe's, Yajirobe's going a lot faster. Well, Goku's trying to have a conversation with you. Because he's fine. This is normal for him. This is more of the uh, evidence of Goku being a sociopathic menace. That he I, he could have stopped with the power pole. They could have stopped at any point in time. Mm-hmm, nope. He wanted to. He's like, you know what? I'm going to see where this goes. I'm going to follow this to the end. And I wrote in my notes, uh, this has gone on for too long. <laughs> my, I mean, they do end up falling just into... Lowercase d darkness. Lowercase d darkness. Yes, of course. And, and I have my big gripe with Goku is coming up here shortly. But first, mm-hmm. we got to go back to uh, West Village Place. I, I think you could. Was it West City? Yeah. Back to West City, born and raised. <laughs> Where Suno's tending old women for days. Max and relaxing, acting all cool, saying hope is a thing that will be. The rule. Yeah, she's she's telling an old woman who's like, well, my house burnt down. Fuck it. <laughs> Just leave me to die. Even yeah, this old no woman. Who perceivable looked, injuries. Yeah, she didn't look like she was hurt. She just looked like she was hot. <laughs> She's just like, too uh, warm. <laughs> uh, 90 degrees? Just kill me now. <laughs> Here's a knife. I'm too tired to push it all the way in. You do it. Thanks. You do it, little girls. Hey, children, come murder me and put me out of my misery. But, yeah, Sano has this, like, mini monologue about how you can never give up hope. And the old woman says, you're right. I will fight. I mean, something along those lines. But right we're after gonna, my death. We're going to get right to the meat and potatoes. Because, oh, bud. Because this scene. <laughs> oh, this scene, Aaron. This scene had so much to it. So what we see... Like Alfonso Corion directed this, like... <laughs> yes! Like, this is Darren Aronofsky end of, like, Requiem for a Dream kind of dark going on. Yes. Um, because what we see is King Piccolo, after his nap, going on a lovely stroll with piano. 
Just um, a, a stroll of murder. As yeah, it's a murderous just, stroll. As they're just killing the remaining soldiers. Yeah. Snow sees this, and I feel like she says something like, you murderer. She, in mine, she just says, unforgivable. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. King Piccolo <laughs> is unforgivable. King Piccolo is unforgivable. And then I guess something snaps in Snow. Because as King Piccolo and Piano are walking away, she picks up the soldier's rifle. And it is gigantic in her tiny child arms. I mean, the kick alone might kill her. Yeah. And she picks it up. And like then we get the perspective of the scope. And she's struggling to get the scope up Uh, to King Piccolo's head. And then... It's like shots of her finger on the thi- on the trigger. You know, hesitating. Hesitating, sweating. You see her eyes and she's shaking a little bit. And then she lowers the gun. She and lowers the gun. And then King Piccolo turns around quickly Whoa. and in a flash, laser eyes. <laughs> and then the smoke clears. But Sano's still there. Sano's still there. Yeah, but he six, was laser- six feet behind her. Yep, was another lone acting soldier, mm-hmm. a lone gunman, if you will, a lone gunman in a in a knoll, grassy kind of area. Yeah, he was on the grassy knoll. Across the street, there's a book depository. <laughs> Any more hints, folks? Mm-hmm. You get what we're saying? <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald tried to kill King Piccolo. Yeah. But it was actually Sano. She was the... <laughs> Sano was the second shot. Yeah. The the quote-unquote magic bullet. The magic bullet was just Sano taking aim. Uh, dark day in American history. Oh, boy. But a fun time in Dragon Ball. What the fuck is with this scene, dude? I don't know. There's not much of a payoff. There's not even, like, Sano's inner monologue saying, like, I can't be as evil as him. I couldn't take yeah. his life, even though I mean, he took that's visual. I mean, that's visual. It's yeah. visual, but like... Although my thing would be like, well, an army didn't stop him. Surely me with one gun is not the way. No. Um, but I, I don't know. There's like, I don't know. For me, I, I probably am just a weirdo, but like it, it took me back to when I was learning about um, Tiananmen Square and all that. It's mm-hmm. like a child in front of like uh, a tank, a tank. And I was just like, oh, just, God, this is not going to end well for you. Sano. I mean, it's just an act of def- I mean, maybe that's it. It was just an act of defiance for Sano. <sighs> she she was going to, you know, charge of the light brigade shit. Charge of the light brigade. Bleep that out. <laughs> God, bleep that out. <laughs> Bleep this scene out. Bleep this scene out. Because, I, uh, boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy, man. This is this episode is just swinging its tone dick left and right. It's all over the place. It really is. Um, because then, Aaron, we get another weird cut because it cuts to Tien shirtless training, trying to master the Mafuba. He can he can get it up, but he can't bring it down. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. It's like 15 seconds. It's nothing. It's it's nothing. Because lastly, I mean, the third cut in this, because this all, we watched a five minute sledding scene and then we had 
two scenes that took a total of yeah. two minutes to get through. And then we're already yeah. back with Goku and Yajirobe at the bottom of this hole. And you had you, I, I you have this, feelings. So, Aaron, yeah. you take it away. Well, first of all, I thought this is where the episode was going to end because they were just both laying on the ground. And I was like, all right, VO's coming. Yeah. Because, like, really, you're going to try and follow up Sano's attempted murder? That's what, that's what you end on, man. Mm-hmm. So Goku gets up. He's just like a little kid yelling at Yajirobe to wake up. His yelling causes a giant icicle to fall. Goku sees this falling directly on top of him and Yajirobe. Goku moves out of the way and lets the icicle land in Yajirobe's face. Now, folks, I think we all know that icicles can kill. True. If the Christmas story taught us anything, they can, they can put your eye out. Goku, why didn't you... One, move Yajirobe out the way. Two, punch the icicle. Three, do anything besides just... You You wanted to see this icicle land on Yajirobe's face. And the, you sick little freak. And Aaron, can I say, the worst part about it is it's not even like it's played necessarily for a laugh on Goku's part. Because Goku doesn't laugh. He's not, yeah, he's not like pranking Yajirobe. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, this will get him. This will teach him for... Being a being an awesome sled. Yeah. How dare he bend over backwards to help me get here? Um, yeah, I had a huge problem with that, too. Because then uh, also Yajirobe's uh, reaction, not really appropriate to what happened to him because he just wakes up and in mind he goes, ah, it's so cold. My face is cold. He can't. He's a summer boy. He is. Yajirobe is a it. summer boy. I like shorts. Like the cool Look, breeze on my thighs. I'm from San Diego. Where the fudge is everywhere. <laughs> so uh, I've been told. <laughs> uh, by a voice that I will find at some point. Meanwhile, you cut to court and he's, he's in his tower. He's just still mm. yelling, Yoo-hoo! Yajirobe! I've got a uh, Butterbrickle! <laughs> Back in the labyrinth. Uh, did someone say Butterbrickle? I heard they were butter brickle in the icicles. It's a bunch of complaining from Yajirobe. Yeah. And then finally, we, we go back down to the darkness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Capital D darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean both. Capital D, lowercase d. Capital D, lowercase d. The darkness says, it appears we have guests. And then someone agrees. A little familiar silhouette comes out, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere is Master Roshi. Master Roshi? <sighs> hey, hey, it's me, maybe. Yes. A um, uh, clone. <laughs> Ghost? So it's, I have a, I don't think it's Master Roshi. I don't think it's the Master Roshi. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, no. Well, don't. Well, I didn't watch ahead, but I have a feeling that I have the right idea of what's occurring. Is the look, darkness preys on your weaknesses? We've all, look, we've seen Empire Strikes Back. Of course. We know what happens in dark caves. You uh-huh. see your old masters, mm-hmm. but they're actually you. They're your potential or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's multiples of you. There's a weird feedback loop where if you wave your hand, the one behind you waves your hand a little bit slower and then on and on into infinity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you force ghost yourself across the galaxy, which is honestly badass. I don't care what anyone says. It's really cool. It's fucking rad. Everyone can shut up. 
He turned non-matter into matter yeah, with his feelings. Great, look, honestly, a great way to go out. It's a, it's a hell of an exit strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about how this episode, after all of the bonkers things that has happened, ended on the one thing that makes me really excited about the next episode, which is Master Roshi is back. back? Master Roshi, Ice Cave, here? I'm excited for him to meet Yajirobe. Yes. Um, and, and that's pretty much how the episode ends. I mean, not, that's not pretty much. That is how the episode ends. You've got some questions that the announcer asked. Yeah, the, the announcer has cues, and then I'm assuming he'll give us A's at the end of the next one. Maybe. I doubt it. But yeah, we got a mysterious. We have a mysterious darkness, a mysterious Roshi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a mysterious Fudge, which I hope we get to at some point. <laughs> do I do want Yajirobe at the end of this to get his Fudge? Hey, if you see Yajirobe out there, buy him a Fudge. Yeah, buy him a Fudge. Speaking of Fudge, and around the corner. Ooh, we got a we got a mail we got a ma- not a milk bag a mail bag. Yes, we have a hefty mail bag. Ooh, it is engorged. We left our keep being uh, gross. We left our email alone over the break, um, mm. and imagine our surprise when we came back. So this is a uh, we got a note from Superfan Delmon Strongarm. Ooh, yeah, I guess he's upgraded now. He's up. He's, he's upgraded. He's evolved. Uh, it's hey, we put the Kame stone next to him and yeah, forced it upon him. We forced his evolution. You evolve. <laughs> we also forced him into that Pokeball. <laughs> anyway, he tried. He tried. He's like he batted it away a couple of times, and then I was like, Nah, nah, nah son. I was like, Aaron, hold his arms. <laughs> Get, I get it. I got him in the shit a couple times. <laughs> Even after all that, he wrote us a very nice email. He wrote us a very nice email. He says, hey, Vince and Aaron, uh, a lot of people know Toriyama from Dragon Ball and Z, but my first exposure to his art style was in the mid 80s when my uncle showed me showed us a new video game, Dragon Warrior, a.k.a. Dragon Quest. Uh, he was also responsible for the artwork on my favorite game of all time, Chrono Trigger. I'll never forget the summer when that game came out and the many years I spent on the new game pluses. I, w- I was wondering if you guys could talk about your first experience with his work or any other properties of his that you like. Keep fighting. P.S. The first time I beat Dragon Lord, uh, I had two MP and five HP left. Uh, how, man, that's how a nail biter of a of a final boss battle if i've ever heard one how on a level of zero to vince how dirty were those bridges <laughs> after that f- fight Ooh, damn yeah 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 are you familiar with uh, the dragon quest series and chrono trigger and all that kind of stuff i know about it and i know i i never played any of them uh my buddy was big into chrono trigger mm-hmm. so like i discovered anime on my own just from video stores or the sci-fi channel when they used to run it a lot. But I didn't get deep, deep into it until one of my good friends growing up introduced me. And that's sort of, and that's the same guy who had like Chrono Trigger and like with the box still. And he was just a guy that kept everything. Right. But he, I remember the first time going into the room, it's just wall scrolls on wall scrolls, on wall scrolls, shelves of figures in VHS tapes and like, holy crud. Wow. And that's kind of the first place where I saw Dragon Ball. 
Mm-hmm. And I had not even seen that because I didn't see the show until Tsunami started going it. But I knew about the show because of my friend who's like, oh, here's this art book and here are these characters. And oh, that's awesome. it just looked rad. Yeah. So, you know, so so tangentially, I got exposed to the game. You know, it was all a big mishmash from this one person who right. will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, uh, like I never really had another older anime fan to guide me through anime because i think the same for me it was toonami was dragon ball uh my first experience with dragon ball and then i think the first time i noticed dragon quest had any relation to dragon ball was uh looking through uh a game informer magazine and seeing this dragon quest game it, it was probably like dragon quest i don't know seven or eight or something and all of the art i was like that that character looks like trunks that, that character really looks like Goku. What is happening? And then I read, I, I continued reading. And then I saw it was Toriyama. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I've never really gotten into uh, Japanese RPGs. So I have not played Dragon Quest. I feel like that may be my entry point. Uh, especially Dragon Quest Eleven seems pretty uh, accessible and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I may, I may check it out. But... Um, other than that, I mean, after watching Dragon Ball and becoming aware of Toriyama, it's just like anytime I can find his art, I, I love looking at it because yeah. the guy is talented. Like mm-hmm. with with a pen and a white piece of paper, he paints a highly detailed picture of everything he wants to. So, no, I think we probably have to go into Doctor Slump at some point. Is that the uh, Arali's? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We we'll still see. Uh, we've uh, we still got a long way to go. Um, so this next one uh, is from Ben. Uh, ben has written to us before. Good guy, Ben. Good boy, Ben. Good good guy. One ben. more. Look, we can't just hand out super fans. <laughs> there are rules, maybe. There are there are rules, maybe. <laughs> All right. So Ben writes. I don't know if this is okay, but I'm giving this podcast. 10 star balls. Your improv is hilarious. And the one minute round at Western scene is always the best. I remember when they did the story mode of Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm a big fan of the Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 storyline. And I was wondering if you maybe could play it on air. Hmm. Also, as an appendum, he sent dose emails. So maybe this is all right. Well, rules is rules. Super fan Ben. I knew it. Because <laughs> you wrote two. I also think about your opening theme. As good as the Kame House Party song is, once you get to Z, you should consider another type of 8-bit. The 8-bit is my Z opening recommendation in the form of the first 42 seconds of the Dragon Ball Z opening 2 by Chipmunk Heroes and Square Punch. Also, to leave you puzzled, Bulma's hair in the manga is purple. What? Whoa. What? That's, there's a lot to process there, my boy. I don't like that. Purple hair Bulma? Well... Parallel universe Bulma? I'm thinking about how parallel universe Bulma would would shape up in my eyes. Um, and quite frankly, I think the blue hair, uh, it, it, though it is attached to kind of a, a, a terrible person, is it works for her. I don't think I could see Bulma with purple hair, but it does make sense that Trunks has purple hair now. Look, to quote Strong Bad, you gotta have blue hair. <sighs> Hey, you old enough for that, kids? I am just old enough to know Strong Bad. (laughs) 
I mean, definitely puzzled by the hair changes. So two, so twofold. Dragon Ball Z Universe two. I've played a little bit of that. I think I've also played, played a little, little bit, bit of that. Is there like a fun co op mode we could maybe do? Maybe that's the thing, man. It's we are states apart from each other. This is true. So stuff like that can get kind of hard. There's so much stuff we want to do and make for y'all. Um, and it's just getting the time. Uh, I don't want to say anything because everything is like up. I'm, I'm talking like we're like canceling the podcast. No, that's shit. not we're happening. Not- <laughs> but, but I think I understand what you're saying. There's, there's just, we have uh, a really great time doing this and, and everything. And we want to do as much as possible. But Aaron and I, we both have pretty busy schedules uh, all in all. And yeah, we are states yeah. apart. So it's kind of tough to do those things. Responsibilities, man. And um, we don't do this full time. We would love to. But yeah. we, we don't do this full time, so it's kind of hard to carve out extra time um, for for that kind of thing um, as as regularly as we want to. Like we would love to to revisit My Hero on a stream, um, some of the other games that we've played on stream briefly, and, and things like that. Uh, so maybe sometime in the future we might get there. Uh, but for now, that is a great recommendation, Ben, super fan Ben. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we. Uh, I think we are. Uh, I w- we've been in talk again. Can't say anything for sure, but we've been in talks about uh, changing the music up once we hit the Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we could use this because the one we have was like, you know, someone else made that specifically for us. We paid the monies for it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But I would listen. I'm going to listen to it. That is for sure. Heck yeah. And yeah, thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Super now, now newly dubbed, newly dubbed super fan. Uh, we're not keeping a list of this. <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> Someone else do it. <laughs> and then finally, Jeff, uh, again, super fan Jeff, who bought our domain for us, and who are we eternally dragging grateful to? <laughs> Sorry to pun that up. It's okay. But I, it's but okay. I had to do it to him. Uh, <laughs> he deserved it. He, he wrote us this and said, well, first, our surprise in an email where it says, hey, this person sent you an Amazon gift card. I'm like, okay, scam. Let's tread lightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe don't open this one. <laughs> yeah, but I did anyway because I'm greedy. Uh, <laughs> hey, KHP, it's been a blast listening to you guys the past few years. I definitely believe all your content has some very strong replay value. I keep getting caught off guard by jokes I didn't get the first or fourth time around. Damn, son. (laughs) I wanted to wish you both a very Merry Christmas and take an opportunity to introduce you to a manga that was a fun and enlightening read. If you haven't read it already, Dragon Ball, that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. I hear you can find it on Amazon. Jeff. And he sent us an Amazon gift card. Oh my god, dude! Quit! You're too nice. Jeff is what are far you doing? Too nice, Jeff. That was. Um, I, I remember seeing that and and just being like, "That is definitely the best gift I've received in a long time." Yeah, man. Just- that is that is like that is one of those things that makes all of this feel so special, yeah. especially with the fans that like to engage with us, like Jeff, like Ben Delmond and, you know, 
uh, the two both Corey. Of, both of the ya boy Corys and, and others who have either drawn stuff for us or or made things for us. It it really is incredibly special and we appreciate it so much. It is uh it this it's insanity to me that this things like not even not not just the gift, but that like all of you write to us yes. and want to talk to us. That <clears throat> why I'm I'm a fucking goober <laughs> in Pennsylvania, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Delaware. Nobody's supposed to know I even exist. <laughs> but uh, we did. Uh, I read Dragon Ball that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. It's very good. I don't think Vince has read it. So I haven't read it yet. So maybe that's what we'll use this for and send it his way. Uh, I don't know. We might pleasure. we might pay it forward and buy some gets uh, do another giveaway. Yeah, we we we'll see. We might do all of that. Yeah, everything. Um, I know this is a long go, boys and girls and people, non-human we, creatures. Yeah, <laughs> to quote another podcast. It's been a while since uh, Vince <laughs> and I have talked, and I think we're just we just missed each other. Yeah, to hear each other's good voice. It was a it was a a a, a well earned break for both of us, but we do miss each other. Yeah, and we miss all of you when we're gone. We do miss you guys when we're gone. Um, um, you cease to exist once the once we stop recording. <laughs> if it's not on air, it ain't real. Yeah, uh, we don't have podcast object permanence. <laughs> We're little babies. Uh, but you know, we can't. We cannot thank you and appreciate you, uh, fans and listeners, enough. Uh, we're hoping 2019 is going to be another great year for the podcast. And I mean, we're getting to kick off 2019 with a freaking Dragon Ball movie. So yeah. if you're not hyped for that and hyped for the knowledge that uh, we're going to be doing an episode just about that, Z is right around the corner. Yeah, and the yeah, end gonna... of Dragon Ball is shaping up based on the two episodes that bring us into 2019. It's going to be a bonkers ass ride. It's going to be so... nuts. Like, look, like, yeah. End of this year, man, we're going to beat a Dragon Ball Z. And that is insane we are so excited for uh the future of this podcast and all of the content that we'll inevitably eventually create for you with you uh because of you so uh thank you so much again everybody that writes in everybody that listens and downloads shares it with a friend all of that is so so very much appreciated so yeah and again new year same us we're never gonna change (laughs) this is true we refuse because mm-hmm. we're always going to, no matter what we're doing in life, no matter what you're doing in life, what goals you set for yourself. Resolutions. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything you do, you know what you got to do, baby. You got to keep, keep-